Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. With us here from the uh, Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership and the Flagship Opportunity Zones is Brett Weiler. How are you, Brett? Good to see you again, sir. Good to see you again, Joel. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always good to be on on the show with you. And we want to welcome to the program Jordan Fuller. He's the director of the Secure Erie Accelerator. Uh, thanks for coming on, Jordan. Thanks for having me, Joel. Longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> Okay, you 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 were waiting for that one. <laughs> it's like oh, that's awesome. Hey Jordan, so tell us tell us this little bit of a uh, little bit of a, a, a origin story for you. Did you grow up around here, or are you a transplant? I'm a transplant. I grew up down outside of Pittsburgh, uh, and then came up to Erie to go to Gannon. And uh, once I graduated, I got plugged in with an organization called the Erie Innovation District, and have since joined up with the chamber. Beautiful. So, uh, again, growing up in, in the Pittsburgh environs, was uh, a trip to Erie, to Waldemere, and to the beach kind of part of your uh, summer deal, or what? I, I, my family was not a muppier, uh, as I'm hearing is, is known, but uh, <laughs> we was definitely familiar with it. I've been yeah. up a few times for Gannon, but... Well, and, 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 you know, we used to go down to Kennywood, you know, to ride the... Right, those coasters and things. So it kind of goes both ways, but yeah. All right, so let's 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 uh, let's dig in for a second there before we jump to Erie Homecoming, which is happening this week in a virtual realm, and it's it's super important because I, I, now, Brett, is that are you able to accommodate anybody who wants to join up? There's no there's no limitation to signups for this one, is there? Uh, no, there's no, there's no limitations. Uh, we are charging an admissions fee yeah. like we would with any uh, event. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the event starts Thursday at 12 o'clock sharp, um, runs through about 6.30 p.m. the first day, and then we dial it back a little bit the second day, Friday the 30th. It's uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So uh, tickets start at 125, and we can get into all those details you know, throughout this next hour. Absolutely. All right. So let's let's talk about the Secure Erie Accelerator. You had mentioned that you had been involved with the Innovation District. That has kind of all morphed in the last several months here. Um, can you tell us what what has happened to the district and what uh, what you do at the Secure Erie Accelerator? Because you that's been going for a while, right? There's we're like uh, several years of cohorts of people that get involved with that. Yeah, absolutely. So this is our is our third year. Um, I've been involved since since year one. I actually started planning for the first cohort while I was an intern, um, sort of developing and getting it ready. Uh, and then about two weeks after I graduated, we had our first cohort of nine companies on the ground here. So I've uh, been involved since day one. And then uh, this summer, the innovation district was acquired by the chamber. So now a uh, big part of the team. That's awesome. And and what exactly do you do? Because, you know, people, th when I see, when I hear Secure Erie, I'm thinking, well, this is all about cybersecurity, and it's not necessarily the case, right? No. So what we do is we uh, we invest in high potential startup companies um, in, in an attempt, an economic development attempt to get them to 
plant some roots or grow some roots that they may already have here in Erie. So in the past, it's been all companies that from, are from outside of town. Uh, we've had 16 alumni companies at this point. Um, some have gone on to uh, hire and, and plant down business roots here, uh, as well as uh, going on and, and growing their businesses elsewhere. But this year, uh, we got together a, a group of six extremely talented companies, and we're really excited about this group because four of them are locally based, uh, and one of them was, you're going to hear this term tossed around by Brett, I'm sure when we're talking about homecoming, but one of them was founded by an Erie expat. So he, he founded the company here in Erie, and then uh, they, had to, they had to leave Erie to grow the business, and now they're looking for a way to come back. And so the Secure Erie Accelerator was a, a great opportunity for them to for them to do that. Well, let's stay with the these uh, six companies because I think uh, I'm looking at you know some of the, just some of the, the 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 data on them. They're they're quite interesting. So this Arlene is this New York based startup founded by Erie natives that connects people and brands in immersive environments. Okay, you just you just lost me there. I'd love to know. There, <laughs> A lot of buzzwords there. I can you unpack. That for us, and you know, and and let's 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 push the paradigm a little bit, and find out what Absolutely. Arlene is all about. So Arlene is a, is a, a company that works with AR, uh, okay. and so what they is like Snapchat filters and stuff like that. Um, oh, wow! Then also, um, they can help you with online purchasing. So let's say you wanted to buy this mug. Um, but you wanted to look, look at what it looks like on your desk first. So what Arlene lets you do is put a 3D version of this mug on your desk so you can see what it'll look like if it goes with the flow or anything like that. So are, are, they, are they getting into like design? You know, I've, I've seen some of these applications use, you know, can you put that couch in my living room kind of thing? Is that what we're talking about here? That's exactly what we're talking about. That's sweet, and 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 these guys have been uh, these guys were from Erie, and they've been doing this in New York, and they they now want to see if they could kind of do a little something here, huh? Yep, they wanted to test the waters to see if it was warming back up for them to dive back into Erie. What about that, Brett? Again, you know, uh, we're in a political season. Everybody, you know, well, you know, this is where the old manufacturing is, and you know, we and 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 again. Our advanced manufacturing prowess is second to none in Erie. But these these um, knowledge-based jobs like Arlene, uh, these businesses, that's 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 really bubbling up. I'm thinking about Apex Drop and some of the other folks that I've talked to where it's like, uh, oh, yeah, we're doing influencer marketing out of Erie? But it's true, right, Brett? Yeah, so I actually had the chance to meet the founder, Tom Reisenweber, um, a few years back when this was really just a concept. And he, he came home to visit family, and he connected up with the folks up at Radius Cowork, started to recognize that there was uh, a fledgling kind of tech scene here, an entrepreneurial scene, and it, it really piqued his interest. And him and his business partner said, like, hey, let's we want to build a business in Erie, Pennsylvania. And so they were actually at one point tenants at the Erie Technology Incubator at Gannon University. And we're, you know, well on their way to uh, kind of rolling out their product or their service. And 
had to leave town because there wasn't any uh, capital for them at the time. Mm. They were looking to raise capital. They had connections in New York City and Silicon Valley. And so they, they left to kind of tap into those networks. But, you know, two years goes by and, the, and they, they, they circle back here and they see that we have uh, an accelerator opportunity for them with some, you know, capital involved. And they recognize that there are, you know, impact investors here with our terrorist uh, impact investors. Erie Insurance has an opportunity zone fund. So, you know, in the two or three years that someone like Tom and Arlene has, has been around Erie, we've continued to kind of build up that infrastructure where perhaps now, you know, we may have a shot at perhaps finding them the funding they need to scale their operation. And maybe they take a look at growing their business here in Erie. So um, Arlene's a great story for Erie um, over these last couple of years. Talk about a homecoming. Yeah, absolutely. What that is that is really something else. Let's get to another one before we take a break here. Uh, let's talk about Glass, an Erie-based innovative startup that's accelerating the pace of IoT implementation with a platform software solution that simplifies the embedded engineering process. Now, uh, again, to me, I've been hearing about the Internet of Things when it comes to Erie uh, a lot since I started this radio show. And I, to me, that's that's a perfect marriage of our heritage of advanced, man, advanced manufacturing and the and the knowledge base, uh, you know, high tech where where everything is at these days. Talk about Glass a little bit, Jordan Fuller. So Glass is founded by Carl Nicolia out at PS Energy and his team out there. So he brings he brings that. And Carl was uh, with Natural National Fuel, right? Wasn't he? Or? Um, he was with Zerns. He was with Zerns. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, and so then he spun out and started up PS Energy, uh, which works with um, heaters and furnaces. And then they noticed this problem with embedded systems that they weren't able to get their sensors and bits and bobs to talk to each other. Mm. So they, there has to be something out there to fix this. And so they looked around for a couple months and realized, you know what there isn't let's let's build something and so they've done the they've done their customer uh validation calls and they've realized wow there really isn't anything out there so they've built this platform that allows uh companies to onboard their embedded system sensors as fast about 10 times faster and that much cheaper too so uh it's it's a really exciting uh story coming out of erie um, really at the forefront of this tech space. And again, people need to understand that uh, any plant, any any office system, it, it, you know, generally that that head of operations or that 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 building supervisor is running all the HVAC see you know the HVAC systems and so on on their phone, and so they're looking for this this kind of um, uh, agility to you know, to manage their built their building. So that sounds, that sounds like that has a huge amount of potential. Oh, it's going to be massive. Jordan, I want you to jump to leverage for data, because again, um, this is, this is straight up the alley of Erie PA of making sure the parts that we want to order are made correctly. Is this mostly for um, job shops? You know, want, you know, 
guys that are doing one-offs and things like that? Yep. So the target market for these guys are um, those discrete manufacturers that are constantly churning out new parts, looking for new jobs, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And again, we have a lot of that here, right? I mean, there's a lot of oh, yeah. uh, custom manufacturing going on. And so tell us what Leverage for Data does. So what they've done is simplified and brought online the process for doing new part uh, certifications. So right now how it's done is everything gets faxed or everything gets put in the mail or sent over email. This lets you just do it all on one platform. So you can just poke people and say, hey, check this out. We got we to gotta get this rolling so we can get the new part online. This has become extremely important, especially during COVID when everything's being on onshored back to the United States. So all these new all these new job opportunities for new parts for these manufacturers are coming on board, but this process is so slow and takes so long that something like this really needs to be adopted to speed up that process. Brett, weigh in on a macro level here. Are we seeing that our tool and die shops are are picking up steam even in the midst of a pandemic? What are you hearing? Yeah, Joe, I, I don't know if I'm qualified to, to, to really give you a great answer there, but okay. I, I'm, I'm going to uh, um, give you another answer um, that I think is, is important here. With some of the companies that we are cultivating through this accelerator, um, I think one of the, the most important value that we can provide them is customers, right? So a company like Leverage for Data they may not be at a point where they're raising capital, but what we can do for them is we can connect them up with a universe of what, several hundred, several dozen discrete manufacturers here in Erie and give them an opportunity to make a sale and start generating more sustainable revenue over time instead of just trying to come here and raise capital we're giving them access to customers or strategic partners. So I think that that's a, a, a mind shift or a strategic shift that you will see from the chamber and Jordan's program as we move forward with the secure Erie accelerators. Let's connect them to customers. Let's connect them to strategic partners. And if there's a capital need, we can address that as well. Matchmaking. Your menches or whatever they call that, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, and that's a, that's one of the foundational chamber roles uh, when you think about the the history of uh, chambers of commerce. All right, uh, let's do another one here. M three unmanned systems. All right, here we go. Uh, an Erie-based startup that brings together the latest in Internet of Things, IoT, machine learning, and cloud computing into an integrated solution that allows the agriculture community to deploy a multitude of sensors across their fields to allow for real-time tracking of critical data. You guys got to talk to Mark Troyer about this one. Uh, what, what are you hearing about uh, uh, M3 unmanned systems? So M3 is a a really exciting company. So to spin out of an already existing agriculture technology company based out West. And uh, they decided they wanted to set up some roots here with Rob Mart, um, their, their Erie lead. Um, and so what they're looking to do is tie into the, the grape growers, the apple orchards uh, that are present in this side of the state, as well as working their way across the state. Um, and so we're able to leverage some some really interesting introductions playing matchmaker, like you mentioned, to groups like the Penn State Agriculture Extension Campus and things like that. So 
we've been able to get them access to these groups that otherwise they wouldn't have had on their own. And that's something that we really pride ourselves on at, at this program is we're not teaching these guys how to pitch their company. It's not a 10 week pitch prep. It's not getting you in front of investors as much that happens. But the main focus is that sustainable growth that allows you to really go deep on a community. Wow, that, that, that's something else. And again, agriculture is, is not a large part of our, our economic mix, but it's certainly an important part. And so much so much technology is going into agribusiness these days that uh, this is this has got to be a pretty exciting um, you know window or you know future window for those guys. Uh, I'm going to try to get to the last two before the break of the bottom of the hour. Safe flight. This is important. A Nevada-based startup near Incline Village that brings together software and hardware to provide identification, validation, response, investigation, and reporting for drone misuse, laser illuminations, and other low-altitude airspace violations. Now we're talking about health and safety of the flying public uh, from safe flight. Absolutely. John Abbey uh, is the founder of this company, and it's just, it's really exciting. They, they're a graduate of a, a Techstars Air Force program. So in the world of accelerators, there's a couple that are really good, really big. Uh, Techstars is one of those. Y Combinator is another one of them. And we've, John Abbey, uh, Safelight comes to us from a Techstars program, and he looked at, he was looking for what was next for his company. And what he needed was, a test bed. And he said, well, Erie, Pennsylvania, they've got an accelerator program. They've got a chamber that's tied in. They've got a regional airport. They've got a plugged in 911 center, uh, police, everything. They Erie brings together the perfect uh, mix for his company. And what we're seeing with all of the applicants is that Erie is a truly special place that they can test out what's going on. It's small enough that it can be manageable, but it's big enough that it can make a difference. Boy, I tell you, yeah, fitting in that pocket seems to be amazing. Last one here, WorkBerry, an Erie-based startup, includes an all-in-one cloud-based job advertising program for small and medium employers, which reaches both active and passively seeking candidates. And WorkBerry is also part of the Ben Franklin program. Um, I, uh, this is... This is huge, especially if we were to roll back seven months when we had a 3.9 unemployment rate, right? Exactly. Yeah, so because of that, they've had to pivot, uh, just like every startup um, and every business for that matter. doesn't matter the size. These guys, they were ready to go to market, and then COVID hit. And wow. so all of a sudden, they've got to focus. They're used to addressing the problems of a tight labor market. Now all of a sudden they've got one with the doors blown wide open. Um, so they've been able to shift and refocus and start working on and building it up. So now that they're, it's strange, they're in a better place now to be able to go out to the market. Aren't there some really heavy hitters in that space though? The Indeeds and the Monsters and so on, and they've all been bought by bigger organizations. How does somebody break out in a niche, especially coming from the Accelerator in Erie here? So that's the cool thing about WorkBerry. WorkBerry doesn't try to compete with any of those groups. They leverage the tools that are available currently 
to be more effective for the companies that are advertising their jobs on them. So what you can do is with Workberry, you can say, all right, I've got, an, I've got a budget of $450 for this job. What that'll get you at Monster is one posting yeah. for one month. Yeah. Workberry, that gets you top posting at Monster, at Indeed, and ZipRecruiter, everything uh, for that same $450. Um, they're able to leverage the scale that normally only Fortune 500s get to really benefit small companies and other startups like them. Gentlemen, uh, let's talk about the homecoming. And, uh, you know, I heard the commercial. We're talking about magic. We're going to start with uh, with uh, uh, Bobby Borgia. Now, talk about an expat story that uh, that is so inspiring of Bobby saying, I've Ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to do something cool and eerie. And he comes back after this amazing career uh, in, in in entertainment, and he builds Kellers. And he's he's uh, he's part of the 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 opening for the eerie homecoming, right, Brett? Yeah, Bobby's the perfect story to open up eerie homecoming. Right, you nailed it. Moved away, had a successful career was itching to get back. We had been talking to Bobby for several years. He really wanted to invest in Erie. And the guy opens a, a music or a magic museum and comedy club in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, while I'm sure he's faced many challenges through that the last few months, is as optimistic as ever and is just thrilled to be back in Erie building something. And then uniquely enough, the museum is really based around Harry Keller, who I've just learned about. Harry Keller was Harry Houdini's mentor. He's the original Wizard of Oz. And if you talk to Bobby about Harry Keller, Harry Keller was another one of those like eerie expat guys who moved away, was successful, and continued to come back to Erie and to give back and to reinvest in the community. So you put all of that together. You throw a little magic illusion to open up an event, and, and Bobby was the perfect opener for, for us, um, and we're really excited to showcase what he has up his sleeve, no pun intended, um, for Thursday uh, Thursday afternoon. It's going to be a really fun way to open the conference. An another major theme uh, that you're talking about from, from what my reading showed is is this um, uplifting of all people of all of our uh, community. And so uh, the talk about the uh, formation of Erie's Black Wall Street and, and, and where uh, social justice fits with Erie Homecoming. Yeah, so like many organizations in 2020, we've had to do some self-reflection. Um, you know, everything that transpired over the summer around this issue of discrimination, prejudice, um, you know, exclusion, racism, you know, we really had to take a long, hard look at our organization. And I think we recognized that we were not necessary, uh, necessarily exclusive, but we weren't always inclusive. Mm. We, we didn't have that intentionality or that purposeful outreach to communities that maybe weren't traditionally, um, you know, working in partnership with the Chamber of, of Commerce. So, you know, through that process, we, I think, fully recognized that while we weren't exclusive, we needed to be inclusive or more inclusive. And we needed to do that because social equity 
is not just a moral imperative, but it's also an economic imperative. Uh, if you want to grow the economy, you have to value inclusion. And so for us, one small step towards that, uh, our goal of being a more inclusive organization was to reach out to Erie's Black Wall Street and give them a platform at Erie Homecoming and say, here, we want to give you a chance to hopefully tell your story in front of a captive audience who's in position to pot potentially support your miss mission and support your organization. So that was really the impetus for us, um, including them, not only in our programming, but very prominently in our programming. They're really going to kick off day one. Jordan, I want to ask you, uh, in, in this high-tech space that you operate, uh, how, how many uh, – how much opportunity is there for people of color uh, in, in, in high tech and in, in, you know, Internet of Things and all these things that we've been talking about? Um, you know, is, is there I would imagine there's still room for growth. There is tremendous room for growth. It is it's truly a shame to see um, some of the stats surrounding African-American founders, women founders, that companies aren't getting the same opportunities. Um, and that's something that we at the Secure Erie Accelerator have really striven uh, to work on. Uh, since 2018, of our 22 uh, co uh, portfolio companies, 13 of them are founded by women or black and or minority founders. Um, it's not something that's easy. It takes effort, um, but it's something that we've really worked hard to do, and we're proud of that. So, so you again, you've been uh, trying to be proactive about your inclusion uh, pr processes, and that's that's exciting to hear. Um, okay, uh, when when people hear about Erie Home Homecoming, they have to get their arms around that it, that we're allowed to come too. So, I'm talking to an audience of Erieites uh, and, and and a lot of small business people listen to the show and so on. Um, they're invited. Talk about that, Brett. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always a little bit of a messaging challenge, I suppose. But Erie Homecoming is really for anybody who loves Erie, that wants to see Erie be better and is looking for ways and, and perhaps that they can contribute uh, to making this a better community for everyone. So I would say we have a couple different target audiences, former residents, those that have moved away and have achieved some level of professional success, financial success that possess both a willingness and an ability to give back. Uh, the second target audience is we've cultivated this new national network of Erie supporters uh, in economic development circles, investment circles, academic policymakers. They're rooting for Erie. They've been here, they've read about it, they've helped us, they've supported us, they're rooting for us. So we're trying to, to connect with them. And then as equally as important as those first two groups are leaders in Erie today. Those people that are tired of the dreary eerie uh, narrative, who are, are tired of the you know Facebook threads that you see people talk about eerie and in a negative fashion. No, we don't want to do that. We want people that are, are interested in rolling up their sleeves and figuring out with us how we can make this a better community. And we think we're going to show people not only the the, the incredible um, initiative and activity that is occurring today but also provide them with a roadmap that says, here's ways in which you can contribute tomorrow to help us 
move the ball forward and continue this eerie economic evolution. How much do you think of the program is going to be colored by the pandemic and the unique challenges and almost artificial challenges? When we had you on the show like early in in March or April, Brett, I mean, you were talking to business after business that were members of the chamber just trying to figure out what kind of resources you can bring them. Uh, When it comes to, you know, looking to the future, it's hard sometimes to look beyond what we're dealing with here in, in Q4 and Q1 2021. Yeah, so you and I talked in the middle of this, and like I, like we talked about, there. I mean, there were people closing their business down. They were, you know, there were a lot of people struggling, and, and I do not want to minimize what those folks have been through over the last few months, but I will say that internally, we continue to say that we want Erie Homecoming to be a beacon of optimism in the middle of all this other stuff, right? COVID-19, you know, the, the, the economic impacts of that, the health impacts of that, right? The national election, I don't know if you've noticed, Joel, is a, a highly polarized. Just um, slightly, Brett. Just... This year, right? So I'm going to challenge my team to see if we can say the word COVID-19 less than five times over the course of Mm -hmm. two days. Yeah. Um, It is a part of the story, but we've seen a lot of good things happen over the the last couple of months as well. Some major investments, major initiatives. So we're going to focus on the positive and, and try to activate people moving forward to, to think positive about where this community is going. I love this um, elevator pitch, if you will. On the Erie Home, it's called homecoming.eriepa.com. Listen to this. Why invest in Erie? Erie is in the midst of an unprecedented era of growth and investment, one that includes more than $750 million in capital investment from the private, philanthropic, and public sectors. Erie's also home to more than 23,000 university students, commercial and residential property ready for redevelopment, and 470 acres of Bayfront property, 176 acres, which is prime for development. Again, those are all the keywords in into the casual observer. If, again, if if my um, my plumber listener or, you know, uh, my electrician listener or, or, you know, small business owner has just been too much in the weeds of their stuff just trying to do their mitigation efforts. They may not realize how much investment and how much opportunity and how many kids are, are learning at our schools. That's an amazing that's an amazing statement of why Erie is investment worthy. Is that is that the kind of like excitement that you run into, Jordan, as these folks, you know, seek out the the secure Erie accelerator? Absolutely. I mean, you look at these fast growing startup companies. One of the number one things they cite as a need is the need for talent. And what do we have here? We've got these universities within a 15 minute drive. Uh, 40 if you go down to uh, down south a little bit and all of a sudden the opportunity for these new talented students explode I mean these companies are always looking for people to bring on board and students are always looking for that next spot uh, to go to and so we strive and we love to see uh, students getting hired by our Joel, Go ahead, if I Brett. Could yeah. jump in real yeah. quick, there's a point I want to make here kind of on, on your last comment here. So in the midst of the pandemic, we've had Arcteris Impact Investors 
publicly commit $40 million worth of Opportunity Zone funds to Erie. We've had International Recycling Group announce their plans to build a $100 million plastics recycling facility, uh, an incredibly disruptive technology that is poised to be the largest facility of its kind in the entire world. We had a $21 million federal build grant announced in September, one of the most highly competitive federal grant programs in the country, uh, $21 million to Erie, Pennsylvania. We had yesterday Penn State, they received uh, $1.5 million to continue to grow their innovation beehive network program. This is all happening in the middle of a global pandemic. I don't know if every city or community in the country can you know, talk about investments at these at this scale. So again, I know that there's been a lot of negative fallout and, and people have had, um, you know, small businesses have, have had a tough time through the pandemic. I get that. There's still a lot of really great things happening in this community, things that have really never happened before, that level of investment. So, um, you know, there's a lot for us to to be optimistic about in this community. What I, what I find was interesting, Brett, with with that list that you just provided, the minority was government funding, the majority was private funds, and that is a total turnaround from literally 20 years of narrative that we've been that we've been uh, navigating through. Again, all I have to say is juice plant, and people have they, they you know they're they're brains blow up this is private money and these are these are private jobs that are being generated this this is not some boondoggle this is amazing all right i i gotta talk about the schedule because i love the theme with the superheroes and uh and uh talk about that brett and maybe go through some of the some of the highlights of of what's happening on thursday and friday yeah so the superhero theme kind of uh, evolved sort of organically with our team. Uh, but we put an email out today that I think capture, captures it well. Most virtual conferences or conferences in general ask you to listen. We're not necessarily asking you to listen. We're asking you to act. And we're asking you to be a hero for Erie. It doesn't mean you need a cape. It doesn't mean you, know, you need to know how to fly. It just means that you find something that you're passionate about and you, you, you lend a helping hand, you volunteer your time, you make a small investment in a startup. That's what a hero is to us. So two presentations that I'm uh, excited for, our two keynote speakers are two of the most well-respected impact investors in, in the world. Um, Jim Sorensen from the Sorensen Impact Foundation out in, in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, and, and Fran Siegel, the executive director from the U.S. Impact Alliance, are going to speak to the importance of impact investment, that triple bottom line concept. Um, probably more than anything, though, I'm, I'm excited to highlight, you know, some of the local folks. We're going to see a panel presentation from Daria Devlin and the Erie Center for Arts and Technology. Um, talk about a place-based social impact investment. They've taken an abandoned uh, middle school in one of our, our most challenged census tracts in Erie and are repurposing, repurposing it into a training facility, a community health center. Um, United Way is going to be a tenant there. I mean, that is just an incredible project that I think, I hope people know about, but if they don't already, we're going to talk about it. Um, and we're going to showcase some of our high potential tech companies and, um, 
I don't know. I could talk about the program. I don't know how much time I have, Drew. I could talk about the program for we're, a while. Really We've we got team. about two more or three more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I'm really proud of the team and the agenda yeah. that we put together. So it's going to be a really, really exciting two days. It, it, it's cool to see the mixture of the up and coming and new ideas and some of, you know, the stalwarts that are, that are going to give us a report. I mean, uh, again, uh, entrepreneurs like the Scott, Scott enterprises, you know, build, building out Harbor place. This, I mean, nothing is a sure bet in any economy, especially given this context. And there you are with that Hampton Inn and suites in the Oliver's, uh, rooftop, uh, bar and a restaurant. I mean, really remarkable stuff how about erie insurance uh is going to be talking with your ceo james grunke uh again uh i'm not sure what erie looks like if erie insurance makes a totally different decision 20 years ago or even five years ago when they when they hire a kid from little italy you know you know what i mean i mean like this is strategic stuff that our community is benefiting from yeah, so I'd be remiss if I didn't say, you know, Erie Insurance is our presenting sponsor. We do not put on this event without them. They support us in a variety of ways. We're really excited that our CEO, James Grunke, is going to sit down with their CEO, Tim Nicastro. I think what's going to be the most compelling part of that discussion is that Tim Nicastro is an expat. He grew up in Little Italy, moved away, started his career and then found himself back in Erie, building a career, building a family. He's now the CEO of the largest employer in Erie County. So he, he's our target market in yeah. some ways, right? So we want to, we want to hear, I think, um, his personal and professional story. And then obviously he's going to touch on a lot of the investments that they've made the last year and maybe give us a look at where, what lies ahead. So we're, we're really excited to, to see that presentation. All right, uh, Brett Weiler and, and Jordan Fuller, let's go through some of the logistics of signing up. Um, what what if I can't take time off of, of my gig? Can I, you know, can I watch it later? What are some of those uh, details there? Yeah, so we have a solution for you, Joel. Uh, you know, anyone interested can visit homecoming.eriepa.com to see the agenda, our speakers, and then the different price uh, ticket options. So for $125, you get live access to the event um, on Thursday, October 29th, and Friday, October 30th. If you spend 25 extra dollars, we'll actually give you that archived content for up to 30 days. So for instance, if you got to come on and, and do your radio show that, that day, Joel, and you're going to miss a speaker or two that you really are interested in, you can actually revisit that presentation after the fact. So we've been saying all along, this is the most accessible Erie homecoming we'll probably ever have. We see that as a unique opportunity for us to reach our tar target audience, get people excited. And then hopefully in 2021, we're back to whatever the new normal is and they'll be able to come and visit us in person in Erie. So, um, homecoming.eriepa.com outlines all that information for you. Leaders, uh, potential investors, people that love Erie and want to re – real, I mean, this is a, 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 a tremendous way to kind of tap in on where 
the thinking and and where some of uh, the major uh, movements of our community economically are going. And so, and again, we're and we're hearing from the private sector here. This is not a political situation. This is this is people with skin in the game making it happen. I'm so glad that you guys came on to explain it to us. Again, uh, Brett Weiler and Jordan Fuller of the Erie Regional Chamber. Uh, uh, Godspeed on all that you're doing this week with Homecoming. I know it's going to be some long days, but uh, you'll hit it out of the park for sure. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.